0: High manifestation mavens, if you are ready to embody your next level self and manifest your dreams without spiritual bypassing or platitudes that make you feel bad, you've come to the right place. Here at Manifesting Well Black, we are here to teach tips, tricks, and techniques that work for all, no matter your heritage. So if you are ready to level up, no matter where you came from, this is the place for you. Hey, hey, Cycle Breakers. So excited to drop this episode for you guys. Um, It is actually a special one because it is a segment from a workshop that I did for my Soul Rich Mini Mind clients. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I launched um, a five-week hybrid group one-on-one Mini Mind. I had nine fantastic people sign up. And um, I'm actually going to do an episode about like how... That went really well, um, despite so many things basically showing that it could have gone the other way, um, and kind of how you can apply similar things that I did to your life. Um, Yeah, that's gonna be the next episode. (laughs) The script is almost done for that one. But before I finish that up, I didn't wanna leave y'all hanging. And I have been um, basically trying to do in these group calls half workshop style, where I'm teaching. I'm not coaching. I'm, like, telling people, hey, here are ways to consider um, how to move forward when you think about money or think about how you react to money. Have some, like, metacognition, thinking about thinking, right? Um, By educating on, like, the intersection of psychology and neuroscience and, and trauma and emotional wounds and how that Plays out with our um, money management and money manifestation, and I am um, <laughs> chatty. And I realized in one of our would in one of our group call weeks that it would probably make more sense to do hot seat coaching and just hot seat coaching and for me to film the workshop piece separately for people to listen to or watch on their own time and we can discuss how to like apply some of the things I said in our upcoming one-on-one call but it was so powerful and I thought I dropped so many interesting tidbits and was able to connect the dots for so many things that I wanted to share a piece of it with y'all so enjoy uh like a 10-ish um, pretty solid. Like, you know, even though it's not the whole workshop, the whole presentation, I definitely think you're going you're gonna to get a lot out of it, especially if you've been considering ways to think about money, um, your past with money, money wounds or money trauma. If you've been trying to understand, well, where does that come from and why do I react like this? That is what the crux of this section is going to talk about at a very high level, at a level that is simplified, but still is rooted in lots of scientific principles. So without further ado, enjoy this section of what I like to call "Make Shift happen. What's
1: happening is action and survival versus a cognitive choice. So there's this being that is reactive. It is autopilot behaviors with money that don't serve us. Um, That's where the anxiety, the bitterness, the the avoidance of frustration comes into play because ultimately what this reaction is doing is rubbing up against our deep desire for how we want things to go instead. Cognitive choice is compassionate pauses that let us choose against. So when we think about like what are the results of money, trauma, money wounds? Um, you know, money trauma responses, they can take many shapes, many forms. Um, you know, when we are feeling fine and aligned, our frontal lobes, with our co- prefrontal cortex and our beautiful brains, um, these are the brain, it's like the brain's executive command center. It holds our emotions in check by sending signals to tone down the activity, like in our limbic system, um, you know, in like more primitive brain systems, but even under everyday stress, whether it is like a huge situation or a minor stress, your prefrontal cortex will be shut down. (laughs) And this allows the amygdala, which we're going to talk about more, which is the locus for regulating like emotional activity. It basically lets it take over. And this is how we get into like fight or flight, mental paralysis, panic, um, So, you know, for example, if you have trauma around money, which most of us do, um, then these frontal lobes, the prefrontal cortex, it shuts off when we try and make basic ass choices. This leads to our emotional brain and our survival brain being the parts of the brain that we act from. So it's totally normal if you experience um, numbing, a sense of overwhelm, anxiety, shame, hopelessness, lack of interest, avoidance loss of sense of self, self-sabotage with money. All of these things are just trauma responses, and you're not bad with money. I want to reiterate, you are not bad with money. Your money trauma is just calling the shots in your relationship with your money. So these, uh, I'm showing you a couple of images. Um, one is like a list of uh, different responses that are trauma responses, um, which I kind of went through. Another one is um, a... Like a chart with a bunch of lines on it. <laughs> you're just listening to it. Um, but basically it shows a wave, like a smooth wave that shows our nervous system when it is normally happening. And then it also shows this crazy line that's just like up down, up down, up down, up for a while, way down, down for a while, way up. And that's the that's the example of um, a normal nervous system and then a undischarged traumatized nervous system and you know when you're stuck on on um, when as opposed to being like within the normal range of motion that your nervous system is supposed to go through you have more anxiety and more panic and then when you have it more stuck on off you're more flat you're more exhausted disoriented disconnected Um, and so when we go from one extreme of the nervous system to the next like, trying to operate cognitively, but really, like, our emotional brains, our survival brains really kick in there, um, it's it's really hard to, to feel good, literally, in the body. And so, when we're grounded, um, we can use our prefrontal cortex to make choices, um, and we can ride the ups and downs of life in a way that actually feels good. So... Why does shift need to happen with money? What are the results of staying stuck? Think about a moment when you were stuck emotionally and what you did as a result of those emotions. Um, even if it was like something like numbness, what did you do to feel alive? And if you're super anxious, what choice did you do to like make it all go away in relation to emotions, period? Or if you can think about a specific moment with money, you know, go there with me. After you got neutral and realized what happened, how did that feel? Did you feel guilty? Did you feel shame? Were you able to move forward or did you shove down the guilt and shame and move forward with that being in the back of your head and kind of letting that dictate what you do? The results of you staying stuck means that you are going to feel like you're moving, but you're going to feel like you're not going anywhere. And that's going to lead you to feel exhausted and listless and hapless or overworked. Um, And once again, Like, this means it's just rubbing up against this constant deep desire that you have and letting it stay um, basically something that always lives inside of you instead of something that actually gets to be expressed, experienced, and ultimately manifested, right? And getting unstuck, I want to reiterate, it does not mean you need to be, like, a happy, positive, high-vibe queen all the time, (laughs) It just means that if you want to change the dynamic of your relationship with money and how money works for you and how you can feel good with money, like it's a trusted resource and a friend and not this consistent, constant, traumatic source for stress, then you have to start that change from within. But, Bria, don't you always say that we don't manifest in a vacuum? What about, like, structural and systematic bullshit? Why? So, glad like you brought that up. Um, you know, like, I'm pretty sure you're thinking it's not all just me, right? Like, out of society, My environment, my upbringing, my isms, how does that play, my isms that I experience because of my heritage, my background, how does that play a role in my unchecked emotions, my frantic, unaligned vibe with money? Love this question. Um, We live in a world where our nervous systems are probably constantly activated, stuck in on or off mode like I was talking about before consumerism tells us we can buy our way to happy while you know the version of capitalism we have right now makes it so that wages for the average person stay stagnant I and mean, for everything including basic human needs they have to be paid for with money and whether you make a normal wage or an above average wage the impact of people being paid inequit- inequitably it impacts all of us right um So, you know, don't get it twisted if you're like, but girl, I make a lot of money. It impacts you, too. Um, Racism, with its historical impact that compounds in how it robs black, brown, and other people of color from basic rights and the mental sanctity of being ourselves. What? You want to talk about activated nervous system? Um, Sexism, which holds us back as women and deems us as less capable, therefore less entitled to, like, basic freedoms. I am taking you on this downer right now <laughs> because I really want to emphasize that if you were pressed about money and you've done some money work before and you are still pressed, it is because these systems and structures that keep you pressed are still here. It is fucked up. It is unfair because we basically kind of have to determine, am I really unsafe or is this just a perception from a false emotional memory all the time? But it's a game we got to play. And, you know, one of the things that gives me a sense of, okay, this isn't just a game of catch-up, is, um, you know, what what is there to gain other than, like, getting more money and gaining equity? I believe that there is an increased sense of empathy and strength that we have um, that people with more proximity to power, they're never going to get it, and they're never going to understand it in the way that we can. Not saying that they're never going to be able to be empathetic or become emotionally stronger, but there's just going to be a true level of different, deeper empathy and strength that we will be able to have so we can support more people. That's what I would like to believe. Um, And through us being able to change, the ripple effect of the change that we get to make in others basically gets to be greater than some of these like basic, already rich white people. Let's keep going. So how do we actually manage, right? This is going to keep happening. What the hell do we do? How do we move through to this better relationship dynamic with money? At the root, bypassing, interrupting, or changing the circuitry of your neural pathways that reinforce what you don't want is how you weaken them and ultimately build stronger pathways for what you do want. That is how you move through Now, what this looks like on a fundamental level is, um, in a very generalized and simplified sense, we have two places where our money trauma and money wounds and money memories are stored, the cortex and the amygdala. So, like the cortex, the more you think a certain thought, the stronger that neural pathway is going to become. You might have heard this expressed as what you focus on expands. Yeah, literally, it is expanding the path of least resistance for the circuits in your brain to go back to it again and again and again, it being the thought the behavior, the reaction. Um, So how do you move through with thoughts, behaviors, reactions that you don't want to be automatic for you anymore? You interrupt them. Interrupt the not-so-great thought with a better one. Interrupt the not-so-great behavior with a better one. With new thoughts, new images, you are going to change the circuitry of your brain. So, for example, if you're like, oh, my God, I had another huge month month in my business, but I have no clue how this is going to ever happen again, I think my glory days are over. Oh, mm, there I go. Okay, so are they over like for real, for real? What I did work before, why not? Again, it's a pretty solid method. Something as simple as that, right? And then recognizing that like you need to replace your thoughts versus trying to remind yourself to not think about it. That's a huge one. Actually, if you try to remind yourself like, oh, just don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. You are actually activating that circuitry to make that thought stronger. So avoidance it. doesn't it work. It actually does the opposite. If there's one key takeaway I want you to take away from this, it's avoidance does the opposite of what you want it to do. Um, but what about when you have a response that would definitely be a money trauma response, but that ish comes up out of nowhere. Like when you see your bank account logo, like it's not even the app. You just see the logo and you get flush. Or when you try and show up on show up social media or do that one thing for your nine-to-five job but you just can't because, You know, there's, like, a tightness in your tummy. You all of a sudden get a headache. Like, all of a sudden, you can't breathe, or you can't breathe normally. It's just weird. That is your cute little amygdala. Firing off. Firing off. based off of an emotional memory that you don't have the language to articulate. Super simplified. It's telling you, hey, this reminds me of that one time that was awful. How about we panic? Or run away? Or fight? Um, This is, like, fight or flight really coming to life. And, you know, like... You might not literally be fighting someone, but there might be this back and forth frustration with yourself. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't do this. And I'm going to like lash out or, you know, flight that avoidance piece, right? Um, And if you're not happy with these responses, then you're going to need to do a little exposure experimentation on yourself, meaning you're going to need to experience the fear, the anxiety, whatever not so great feeling that you notice comes up when you come across these like, uh I guess, like reactions, but you notice it 's not necessarily something you're thinking it's something that happens, and then boom, you just respond um, you're going to need to experience that again, but expose yourself to a different outcome so going back to the bank logo experiment, or example, like you see your bank logo, you get flushed, and when you know that 's the thing, you take the time to open up your like look at your bank app, look at the logo. Open the app because you realize, like, oh, yeah, I think I don't like the logo because I usually don't like looking at my account. So you actually look at the account and you just let yourself feel. Just let yourself feel what comes up and remind yourself that you were safe in that moment. It's not, it doesn't even have to be, like, this conscious, like, I am safe. It's just, like, open it up and look. <laughs> just that alone, that association alone is going to build a new way of associating with that logo with that bank account, and you're going to have new memories connected to this response. And over time, that's not going to be an automatic response for you. You're going to feel neutrality or whatever it is that you are teaching yourself to feel as you do this again and again. Another thing for the amygdala that you can do um, for these like amygdala-based memories, um, money wounds, money trauma, um, is activate the parasympathetic nervous system. So, the rest and digest, the ability to come down, to down-regulate, and reverse the effects of an activated sympathetic nervous system. AKA relax, make relaxing a priority if not your top priority. Like even if it's outside of these key moments that have you really pressed, if you're able to relax more consistently, it's gonna create a ripple effect that's gonna make going through these experiential exposure experiments go easier. And it's gonna help you change more effectively and probably faster.
0: I hope you enjoyed that segment. I know the sound quality wasn't the best. I do not understand why I can use my phone to have phone calls. I can use my phone to have Zoom calls. And I can use my phone to make stuff on Anchor and have three completely different sound qualities while I'm using the exact same damn phone. But if you made it here, that means you listened to the whole thing. And I am uh, grateful for that and hopeful that you got a lot out of it. Uh, Feel free to let me know by shooting me a note on Instagram or TikTok at your coach Bria, or you can email me at bria at yourcoachbria. Have a magical day!